0: I think that's huge. I think that that's worth stopping for a moment. We can all survive receiving bad sounds, bad words, bad actions coming toward us. But we thrive with positive energy, with positive music, with positive sounds coming.
1: Welcome to Soul Logic, not your... Breathy... Spirituality. This is neither tie-dye, running through fairy fields, nor corporate performance metrics, It's about increasing your inner authority and personal freedom, moving you from the corporate mindset to a conscious mindset.
0: We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. We have so many sounds every day in our lives without often thinking about the meaning it can have or the influence it can have on our bodies. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the harmonics of sound healing and the connection between sound, the vibration of sound and how it travels through air and how it travels through the water. So the air that we breathe into our bodies, the water that holds the water that our bodies hold. And the impact of these vibrations every day, and we have sounds coming at us through cars and trains and things that are coming that way. But we also have the sounds of nature, like birds and the flow of water. And sometimes we can take that to the next level and do intentional sound where we speak, where we select a specific vibration or sound, a specific note or a key that can have profound impacts on our body. We're so excited to explore this topic with you. And Scott, I know this is something that you are really interested in, and it's something i've I've experiment I've experimented with, but I'm not incredibly knowledgeable about, but I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
1: I'm also looking forward to the conversation, Cindy. By no means an expert. I participate in a little bit of sound healing, but it's something that's always fascinated me and mostly because of what you said just a few minutes ago. Where we do have sounds around us all the time but what a difference when we're intentional in the sounds that we're listening to and if we accept the fact that everything is energy and everything has a vibration to it then there's a lot more power behind what is possible there as far as the intention behind the sound so much of the sound that we're exposed to is not really designed to elevate us or to lift us up and so we began this podcast with a chime, and you have a crystal bowl, and then we closed it out with a chime before we started. There's a start and there's an end. But then there's also that the waves of the harmonics of the sound as they travel through the air or through the water, them being the two biggest conductors of the sound. When you consider that as a human, we're almost 70% water, it makes sense that we are an incredible receptor or antenna For sound. So, what types of sounds are we exposing ourselves to? And what impact on our physical body and our mental body are these sounds having on us? I think is a question to ask. You know, I want to start off by saying that I was talking to a chiropractor a couple of years ago and didn't even know how many vertebrae we have. And we have 33 vertebrae, of which 24 are movable. And holistic doctors believe that each vertebrae, corresponds to another part of the body which would be similar to the thinking of reflexology where in your hands in your ears and on your feet you can put pressure in exactly the right area to release pain from another part of the body and i think that's just so interesting how there really is nothing that is left to chance with us you know we're our magnificent creations and so when we understand that our vertebrae are calibrated to a certain frequency What else in our body is calibrated to a certain frequency? And how can we begin to use sound to heal us? I think that's a question that is something that each one of us could ask.
0: So true. And I have actually been to a chiropractor. (laughs) I had an experience once where I woke up and my face was numb and it definitely got my attention. I may have mentioned this before, but just speaking about the chiropractor and the vertebrae, I did not know about the vertebrae, but he actually showed me on his computer program, every vertebrae from one to 24, the nerve endings that are, are attached to it. And he could, you could just see it go right down the body, you know, the whole body and then left arm, right arm, all exactly down the way. So it makes so much sense. And I also think that if you think about not just air and water, but also the, those nerve endings are so sensitive, they're picking up on that vibration piece. And I also just want to say, I don't think this is just a holistic doctor thing or just a chiropractor thing. You know, Albert Einstein said everything in life is vibration you know, he wasn't talking about specifically about sound, but like everything is vibration and sound is certainly vibration. That's how we hear it. Or even in the absence of sound, you feel the energy, which I think can be really sort of profound in in the absence of any specific sound. It has the silence has a vibration, right?
1: The silence. Yeah, it absolutely does have a vibration. And then it allows us to focus more and, and appreciate whatever sound is following that silence.
0: I find it fascinating that the each vertebrae has its own frequency and that's what I love about this podcast is the soul and the logic piece because you think about all the chakras like we do you know you do a a chakra meditation and people talk about oh you're spinning your chakras or cleansing them and doing all these things but the tie-in what I love about what you just said is like you can now I can actually do that and tie in, like, I'm tying this to my spine, to my vertebrae, to my, it it adds a bit of tangibility to me that sometimes the spiritual practices and things like that, that I'm, I really enjoy, but it gives them an anchor point to some degree to understand how, like the direct impact to your body. It's not just energy, this ethereal energy thing that's out there that you can't see. It's like, oh, I have a spine. I, you know, have a structure and it impacts my structure in a very specific way. I find that comforting.
1: Well, absolutely. And it ties in well with the fact that we're not your breathy spirituality, <laughs> right? It's not this woo-woo, no. you know, you and I both being these logic um, focused individuals, we like to know that there's a little bit of, as you said, tangibility, some, some substance behind it that I know I feel much more comfortable with that. And to go along with the chakras, the seven chakras within the body, you mentioned that your, your crystal bowl is what note?
0: Oh, it's the F. It's for the heart chakra,
1: so the F is for the heart chakra. And each of the chakras also has its own frequency mm-hmm. that tunes to a certain and if you uh, certain frequency. And if you do any sort of a chakra cleansing meditation, I've done several of them that w- are with crystal bowls. it's It's fascinating how the different frequencies, and you do sometimes feel it in that part of the body, which is great. I participated in two sound healing therapy sessions earlier this year. And it was my first time ever doing that for that length of time, they were about 45 minutes to an hour long. And the, the people that were there we were laying down. And then all of the, the crystal bowls were there with some other sorts of um, sound producing devices that the therapist had. And it was really amazing, the frequency and the power of the sound, you could literally feel the harmonics of the waves of the sound, kind of just cascading over and around our bodies. And then we, we kind of drifted off into various states of meditation and or sleep. And at the end of it all, you just woke up. I mean, I woke up feeling so cleansed and so refreshed and so new. And what surprised me the most after the second session was that for two days, I was incredibly tired and I emailed the therapist and I said, you know, I'm really tired. Like not after the first time, but the second time. And she said, sometimes the body's response to the healing that's happening we talked about this before, the calibration that's going on kind of behind the scenes, the harmonics of the sound of the crystal bowls have recalibrated the cellular structure and there's a lot of healing that needed to happen after that. So it was really a quite a fascinating experience and after both times I felt so much lighter and so much more present than I did going into it. And I didn't do anything. I was just laying there and these right, the harmonics of the sound were just through me,
0: yeah, I was reading um in preparation for this podcast that sound healing is both neurological and psychology and psychological, uh, in addition to the body being physical as well, obviously feeling the vibration um, and the impacts it can have. And I think that's so true. like you said you weren't doing anything right, but if you they know now that sound vibration has an impact on your cells, right? so you there is a vibration of anger and depression, despair, and it's a lower vibration and there are higher vibrations for um, happier, lighter emotions. So you were saying you weren't actually doing anything, but we know that sound is impacting the cells and it's changing the vibration as you, like I'm not saying you're angry or whatever, but whatever might've been vibrating at a lower frequency it's like your body seeks to match the frequency of the sound, is how I understand it. So if you're receiving a higher vibration sound than me, what may have been in your body in certain places in your body, like your body is doing something, even though you don't, you know, you know, you're not running a marathon, but your body is actually active and potentially at even a deeper level, interior level than doing something like running or biking or walking or gardening. <laughs>
1: Well, that's, that's a very good point. And when I said that I was thinking, I was thinking from my head, right from the logic part of it, I wasn't doing anything. But the very fact that I was being there and allowing myself to receive that sound healing and the harmonics of all of that, you're right, it was probably working incredibly um, deep and fast within the body at the cellular level. So absolutely. So then I had to catch up, she confirmed to me, the physical body needed to catch up with what it had experienced, because it was tired. Yeah. And a lot had gone on to your point that I wasn't consciously aware of, but it was all happening.
0: This is a completely different experience. So you made me think of it with your with with this. Uh, I recently went to a concert. It was the first one since all the COVID stuff in a long time where it was a, a smaller venue. And my friend that I went up with, she's like made you know made her way right up to the front. It wasn't a very it was maybe 300 people there. It wasn't huge. And or hard to get there. And so we're standing pretty close to in front of the speaker (laughs) and the band comes out and they start playing and it's just like reverberating in a massive way, like right through my chest. And it was intense, but it felt so good (laughs) to just be at a concert. But I will tell you, it was so intense, the vibration, the sound so loud. My body actually couldn't, we both were like, okay, we got to, I can't stay up here. You know, we had to back up and and enjoy the music from a little bit further away, but I loved it at first. Like I could just feel it like, you know, your body vibrating from the sound. And I think also tapping into the joy of the artists that were playing, you could tell they were happy to be there. The people in the venue were happy to be there and just sort of like lit me up, but it did become pretty intense after a little bit. Um, and I had to back up, but I just love that that sound um so you know sound can come in many different forms just cuz it's loud doesn't mean it's always um bad or intense you know what i mean um i think cuz i think of sound healing is gentle and, i mean you can have gongs and things that get kind of loud but it's pretty soothing and i think in general that's that is the right way to go right cuz it's elevating that that uh higher vibration but you can also just have a big wave of sound come at you and, feel that
1: too right? <laughs> you can and I love the fact that you mentioned it at being at a concert because I felt that as well mm-hmm. and I have one note about music I'll say in just a moment but when I did the sound healing therapy sessions majority of it was really more of the bigger waves of sound you know some of those bigger bowls I mean they produced an enormously loud and and deeply intense sound and then there was the smaller ones so there was, there was a little bit of silence in between some of them and as kind of the other ways you know you've Visual, you can imagine trying to catch up to the bigger waves of sound as they cascade over us so it was really interesting and then think about music right there are those songs that you just have to hear a couple of notes of it and it immediately brings you back into time to what you were experiencing then and you, it's not like you're logically thinking it it's really connecting with you at the heart level you're feeling something from years back so your know, music is a great example of of sound and how sound can be also very triggering for us, and maybe in some cases heal, healing too, in music.
0: For sure. I think it, it doesn't. I don't quote me on this, but it doesn't music it releases dopamine, which is the feel good hormone. You know, I think it does help to raise mm-hmm. raise the vibration. Unless you're sad and like you're sort of in the sad song mode, you know, which is right. fine too, right? But um, generally, music can definitely lift your mood, lift your mood physically, like physiologically.
1: Yeah, and I've heard a musician tell me that the major keys are much more uplifting, whereas the minor keys are more of the low, not lower energy key, but it's more of the kind of the depressing music. Yep, more the dissonant. The, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we want to talk about is a study that was done years ago by Dr. Masaru Emoto. And he was working with sound and understanding that water and air transmit the vibrations of sound. And so what he did is he had some crystals in water. And he, so we also have to remember that every word we speak is sound. And words like love and peace and joy and harmony, much higher vibration than hate and grief and, you know, anger. I mean, those are lower vibration. You can feel vibration level of a higher energy word like love or peace or harmony, versus a lower one like hate and anger and grief. And what they did in the lab experiment is that they analyzed the water under microscopes. They took before and after pictures. They spoke to Petri dishes with the water, with crystals in it, in with positive words like, I love you, you're beautiful, you're fantastic, you're so smart, I'm grateful for you, I appreciate you. And they did the same thing to the other Petri dishes You're ugly. You're a fool. I'll kill you. You need to die. I'm angry at you. I'm mad at you. And what they noticed is that the petri dishes that were spoken to with the positive words, they had perfectly formed crystals. And the ones that were spoken to with the negative words had incomplete or malformed crystals. Fascinating. And that's just one example of the impact of sound.
0: And just think about, you know, what's coming to my sticks and stones will break my mouth, my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I'm like, that's such a bad, <laughs> such a bad riddle. Yes, it's not true. And like, if you think about in any relationship you have or any interaction you have, uh, you know, it's, it's why somebody, when you're checking out at the store and they're kind of grumpy and rude can really tarnish that experience because you're feeling that sound or energy coming at you if they say something you know or don't say something and conversely if somebody's like you look great today and they mean it like those words are that positive high and makes you like it just lightens your step a little bit or lightens your heart a little bit and it's just making me think a lot about uh, the words that i say and even words just like even if i'm not talking about, I'm just trying to think, like if you're talking about politics or you're talking about anything that's like not about the other person necessarily, but just the way you speak um, really can impact you too. Absolutely. And the yeah. other person.
1: And the other person. Yeah. Completely. Because even though
0: water carries sound faster, air is the next fastest, right? <laughs> air is the next fastest conductor of sound. So.
1: It is. Yeah. And I, I did that experiment uh, two years ago. I had an egg carton, two egg carton containers, I filled them up with soil. I put some seeds in each one and in the one egg carton container. Now we're just talking about air, right? Cause it's yeah. me between the, uh, between the egg carton container. I spoke to the, the seeds. Seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to the many seeds in the egg carton container and did exactly that. You're beautiful. I'm so happy that you're here. You're grateful. You're strong. You're healthy. And I spoke to the other one in the opposite. And it was absolutely true. The ones that were in the container where I spoke the positive words, the positive affirmations, they grew quicker and they grew taller than the other ones. The other ones, most of them grew, not all of them did, but they grew much slower at a much slower pace. So it was very interesting. I mean, they they didn't not all grow, but they certainly were not the same size after two weeks, which was fascinating. They didn't thrive. They survived but they didn't thrive. That's a good way to look at it. Right. Oh, that, that just came out. So if we want to thrive, it's important that we really pay attention to how we speak, not only to what we say, but how we're saying it.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. I think that that's worth stopping for a moment. We can all survive receiving bad sounds, bad words, bad actions coming toward us, but we thrive with positive energy, with positive music, with positive sounds coming.
1: And what a difference it makes when we have that intention to be positive
0: yeah i mean and i just think about how many people right now are just surviving right and we're we're hearing news that's not it's hard we're hearing a lot of hard news lately we um you know a lot of people are suffering and and hurting and we're we're surviving not thriving a lot i mean i think there's plenty of people who are thriving too but just you know I, it matters to me. I know my own experiences. Like when I hear the news and it's bad news, like it causes anxiety and panic. I mean, I can feel it. And then when I don't listen to it, it doesn't mean I check out of the world and that I don't care. But I'm just not listening to everything. My mood, my well being improves. And I think there's, you know, sound healing has been proven to help with not just um, stress and things like that, but also anxiety, it's helped with PTSD, it's helped with cancer, with mood swings, um, digestive disorders, like all kinds of stuff there that there are all kinds of ailments that sound is attributed to helping not cure, but at least relief,
1: relief, I think relief is a great it's a great word. And, you know, your point about the news and about a lot of people probably being more in the survival mode, think about the last two years, it was very rare to turn on news and walk away from it and feel that inspiration like you're thriving. Mm -hmm. It really was mostly about surviving. When we make that conscious choice, and we're more intentional about what we're listening to and the words that we're speaking, and, and really check in with what's the vibration behind this word? Are these words positive? Are these words uplifting? Am I really communicating the best of myself to somebody else, but also to ourselves? How many times do we talk bad about ourselves? Right? No different than talking talking bad to the water in the petri dish or me talking bad to the seeds, they didn't grow. They survived. Not all of them, but most of them did, but they didn't grow or thrive like the other egg carton of seeds did. So as we start to um, close this out, we always like to leave the listeners with something that we can put into practice as early as today. And I think visiting the OM sound might be something that we could do. What do you think?
0: I love it. And will you please share with the listeners, you found some really cool research about the ohm that I didn't know. And I it, it just makes me so excited. It, the, the meaning behind it is incredible. Will you share that before we go into that practice?
1: Sure. When I was at a retreat a few years ago, the retreat facilitator had shared with us that we each have a, a unique soul frequency, a soul vibration, which makes perfect sense. I mean, physically, our bodies are loaded with vibrations, right? Our chakras to our vertebrae, to other parts of our body. But that our soul, we each have this unique soul frequency, and when we do "om," um, that would probably be like my soul frequency. What's yours?
0: It's funny you should ask that because I think before you before you shared with me the the history of this, I think my frequency would have been "om." Um, but now understanding that it's actually three parts, my I think I can tap into the frequency more, and I'm really looking forward to it and uh, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but the if you think of OM, OM, that's, you know, I'm like literally translated as to OM. And really what you're saying is that it really should be A-U-M. OM. right. And it's well, I'll let you, I'll let you share why you do that. But I think that it's actually going to shift how I tap into my own, my own vibration. So I, I don't know what my frequency is. I think it's going to shift now that I have the better understanding and how it actually taps into my body. Do you want to share the A-U-M?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's spelled O M. And and I always thought that it was just OM, which okay. it is, but if I really break down the sound, it really is more like a ohm, like an A and maybe even a U, and then the M. And so some of the research I was coming across for this podcast is that it's now the research states that it's the only sound in any language that comes from all three parts of the vocal cord. The, the, the beginning part, the A is guttural from the back of the throat, the U oh, from the middle part of the vocal region, the palate, and the M is labial and nasal, which comes from the extremity of the vocal organ or lips. So it's fascinating. You know The A is the beginning, the U in the middle, and the M towards the end, but it utilizes the full range of the vocal cords, which I never knew before. And it, it's so fascinating to me that this one sound, it makes perfect sense that this one sound can be so complex therefore so unique to each person, which then made me connect it to what was told to me about how it's our unique soul frequency.
0: I find it interesting too, like how many times I've done that in yoga. How many times have you been in yoga and you do a little chant or I, I've been to drum circles or anything where you do an OM and you just do an OM. <laughs> it's just like my mind is blown a little bit with what it, the depth of even it being your own soul's frequency um, how it taps into the lower, middle, and upper part of your body. Like, yeah, so I, I'm going to have to practice my OM. I'll get back to you on it. All I right. Think, I think can't wait to hear change. it. <laughs> but it was, certainly, I think, as far as the practice goes, back to what you're talking about, what a cool practice to just chant an OM and find, like, maybe even experiment with a little bit, like, what feels right. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go figure out, I'm going to go chant some OMs and see what one lands.
1: Nice. Well, I was doing that this morning before my meditation. And I don't usually do that. But yeah, in yoga, I've done it in other places. I've done it like in a drum circle, for example. And I do find it to be very calming, very centering. When I've done it, you probably feel the same way, right?
0: Yeah, I do. And I think it's interesting. For me, I don't do a lot of chanting. But I think uh, just as I think about my own practice, I end now with this understanding and even having this conversation, which is, again, why I love this podcast, because it just brings stuff up to the forefront, um, not just for anybody listening, but for you and I as well, that I have a lot of stuff around using my voice. I'm moving out into some new areas of work that I want to do, and it can be challenging even speaking up, you know, a former people pleaser, like all that stuff. And just using the chanting and using my entire body to do that, um, I think is a huge takeaway for me. And I hope everybody else is getting some good golden nugget out of this as well.
1: Yeah, for me too. I'll be doing some more of this and and reading more on this because it's something that's always interested me. So I'm, I'm glad that we're able to pull this one together and and share it with the listeners.
0: Same. And I think if if you don't want to chant, you know, you can do a singing bell, a drum circle, and you don't have to have these instruments. You can play on YouTube. Uh, background music and there's some way to incorporate music into a practice or just listen to music more often can really shift shift your shift your being.
1: It really can, and and we're not going to talk about this in this podcast. But if you look at the um, the frequency of the music and some of the binaural beats that are out there, there's lots and lots on YouTube. Some of them are specific to self love, deep cleansing, balancing the chakras with some of the crystal bowls, and those very unique frequencies. So there is so much out there that you can find and you can start to experiment with putting more intentional sound into your life.
0: I love it. Intentional sound. Go put it in your life.
1: At Soul Logic, we're excited to explore all of these topics and spirituality that is not ready. Exactly. We have our (laughs) online course, Your Roadmap to Awakening. You can see it online at roadmaptoawakening.com. I'm Scott Masciarelli.
0: I'm Cindy Jennings. We're so thrilled you joined us today.
1: We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.